0: today with Marilyn and Sarah. Oh, my goodness, does God have some totally cool stuff for you today. And I was praying about our time together, and uh, God dropped a verse in my heart for you. And it's Proverbs 16, verse 3. It says, commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. I just want to encourage you, things that we have going on, we need to make sure that we're looking to God first on all of the planning, scheduling, our priorities, our goals let's make sure that we seek God first. So hop on the phone, get on our website. We wanna pray for you that God will help you with your goals, help you with how to implement those and really see his results in your life and not just human results. We need divine results if we're really gonna have the success that God has for us. So mom, I'm so happy to have with us today, Stephen Scott. Yay, Yay
1: Stephen. Hi home home I'm home. so
0: happy about the topic.
1: Yes. And his book yep. on Proverbs. Who wants to be stupid? You know, <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to be wise. And I like what Solomon said, or really what David had him say, you know, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. We say, but does Jesus teach that? It says, Jesus is made unto us wisdom, there's first, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So wisdom is key. Now you think about this, if you go after wisdom in her right hand is length of days, in her left hand is riches and honor. Why length of days first? Because you're going to have to live a long time to enjoy all the riches and honor that come from godly wisdom. So you have a great book on mm. this. Tell us the title.
2: Well it's called, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived, King Solomon's Secrets to Success, Wealth and Happiness. and. Um, it's a book that uh, I wanted to write, but couldn't find a publisher forever that would want to publish it. And then I was on Larry King Live on another book that I wrote, and that book became number two. So then Random House called me and said, hey, you still want to do the book on Proverbs? And so, of course I did. And uh, what happened to me is I uh, left college. When I, when I graduated from college with a degree in business and marketing, um, I thought I was going to have success and I didn't. I flunked out of nine jobs in my first six years after college. Nine. (laughs) Nine. On job number three, my boss said, you're the single greatest disappointment in my entire career. You will never succeed in marketing, my chosen field. You have 20 minutes to clean out your desk. And that was just job number three. I had six more jobs to lose in the next four years. Mm. And after I lost job number five, my best friend, one of my two best friends was visiting me from Chicago. His name was Gary Smalley. Mm -hmm. And I said, Gary. I don't get it. I said, I know my craft. I'm not lazy. I'm first in, last out at every job I work at. Uh, I'm not stupid. I have a pretty good IQ, and yet I can't succeed. I couldn't hold a job for more than six months, usually about four or five months. And I don't know what to do. And Gary said, let me pray about it. I'm so glad he didn't shoot from the hip. See that's wisdom. Not, mm-hmm. He didn't say, oh well try this, or have you tried that? No, he said, let me pray about it. And the next morning he comes out and he says, Steve, how would you like to be wiser than all your bosses? And I was 26 years old and I go, yeah, right. He said, no, there's something you could do if you do it for two years. In two years you'll be wiser than all your bosses. And in five years you'll probably be a millionaire, which is ridiculous because I only had food because two girls had left um, groceries on our doorstep anonymously. (laughs) And um, so we had food that day. But uh, I said, okay, what do I do? And he said, well, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, 31 days in the month. Every day read the chapter of the day with pencil and paper in hand and write down the things that, the strategies and the the things you see and how you can apply them to business and start doing that. Well, I started doing that. I went through job number six, seven, eight, and nine. And on job number nine, uh, I saw I, I had the chance to apply 15 strategies to one tiny little project that they put me in charge of. It doubled the company's sales from 30 million to 60 million. I quit that company, started my own business with a partner and $5,000. And five months later, using the same strategies, our sales hit a million dollars a week. And then we built business after business using these same strategies. and and did literally billions of dollars in sales. So if you've seen Total Gym with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley, that's one of our companies. That one's been on the air now for 17 years. So, but all (laughs) out of the book of Proverbs.
1: Woo, is that a good book or is that a
2: good book? And, and, And the neat thing is, it's not that it teaches you how to get rich. Rather, it teaches you how to have extraordinary outcomes to anything you apply them. So we took these same strategies applied them to my son's athletics, and he had finished 20th at the National Junior Olympic Championships in high jump. Then we applied the strategies, and in one year, he went to national champion. We applied them to another son's music, and at 14, he played Rhapsody in Blue from memory, no music, 31 pages in his mind, but we had used the same strategy. So I found that these strategies work wherever they're applied, whether it's in your business, your marriage, one chapter in particular really shows us what causes marriages to go south. And in that same proverb, he shows us how to turn them north. And it's 100% successful. Wow. When you do this one thing, your marriage always goes south. When you do the other thing, it always turns south. It north. always goes up. Yeah.
1: I think it's the wisest thing you can get involved with for just daily living and now you have a book on it. That is superb.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, you know what, Proverbs are so practical people don't realize. Ruth Graham uh, endorsed the book, Billy's Daughter, and uh, she said that her dad had had them read Proverbs every day and she has her whole life read a chapter of Proverbs every day. But until she got this book, she never really saw what to do with the Proverbs, application. okay? The application, right, and that's the key. Right, right, And so we show you how to apply and how to have really boil it down to strategies and so you can, like I said, we can apply them to any area of life.
1: And you know, Sarah, I know people are watching us and thinking, oh dear Lord, I've made so many stupid mistakes. Me too, by the way. Yeah, so have I. (laughs) Put up both hands. But I have found this, you know, it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Mm -hmm. So you can be kind of, all your circumstances are negative, but a merry heart, and you can be merry in Jesus and all the good things you have, get into Thanksgiving. Or don't call your friend early in the morning, greet them with a cheery voice lest they curse you. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these are just, don't go to your neighbor's house and live there. They get tired of you. And so you say, well, help me to pray over some of these circumstances. And so we have a wonderful prayer line. You can call or get on our website. Name the circumstance you want wisdom in and let them pray with you.
0: I think that's very key. Yep, and also on the website, we love to pray there as well. Yes. You know, and I'm just going to, cards on the table, be real honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as opposed to the lying efforts. But uh, growing up, mom memorized Proverbs. So it's the first book you memorized. Right. And she got real excited about it. Like way (laughs) excited. So she decided to uh, encourage us as children to get equally as excited. Her brother and her. And me. Right. So the plan was, here's the plan. For every half an hour of TV you have to memorize two verses of Proverbs. Wow! Right. So you'd think that was really motivational, right? Uh-huh. So my brother memorized like 17 chapters. No, wow. six. Six. That's it. Just six. six. six and six. I stopped watching TV. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say That's, that would have been my case. Because I, I tried it. I was like, blah It didn't really. It didn't ring my bell. But I'm just going to say honest too. In the last probably year to two years. I've done this whole thing of one Proverb a day, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the normal oh, thing, yeah. normal routine. A and chapter or a verse? A chapter okay. a day. Mm-hmm. So 31 days yeah, in the month. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I really love it. I totally, totally love it. And now, now I'm making my kids do the same thing. Yeah.
2: Now, here's the thing. You don't have to memorize them. Yes, thank okay? you, Let me tell you why. Because, <laughs> that's it, Because if you meditate <laughs> in them like you are, mm. One of the Holy Spirit's ministry is to bring them to mind when you're in a situation or circumstance. But you have to meditate in Him or He won't bring them to mind. Mm -hmm. So your your partner becomes, your memorizing partner is the Holy Spirit. He's got them all memorized already. But once again, the, the problem with Proverbs is most people, most people don't know how to break them down into the daily impact. And that's what happened to me after Gary challenged me to do that, I organized Proverbs into topics for my own purpose. And so, they, they literally were life-changing. I mean, I, it didn't take two, five years to become a millionaire. I was a millionaire in two and a half years. And it, once again, my goal was never to... Proverbs says, don't chase after money, right. lest it take up wings like an eagle and fly off into heaven. My, my business life has never been chasing after money. My investment life was and I've lost millions of dollars in bad investments because <laughs> mm. I violated Proverbs. I believed everybody like they were and it says a simple man believes everything but a wise man looks well into a matter. And I wasn't looking well into matters, see. But for business, he says in all labor there's profit. When you bring God's wisdom into your labor, that's where the blessing is. And that's all I did using what I found in Proverbs, and that's what we get into, in richest man who ever
0: lived. Man, that's
1: powerful application. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really, really works. Yeah. You know, taking those things, like a woman who's always talking negatively at home, mm. and you know, it yeah. tells you about how that's like dripping,
2: constant drip <laughs> that, that is, won't shut off.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Keeps it cooking, and so maybe you're saying, well, I need prayer to really be a better wife or be a better mate, a husband, call us. We would love to pray with you. In fact, we consider it a privilege when we Mm. hear from you. It is just wonderful. And our prayer line, we can teach the Bible, have the best guests, but the prayer solidifies the Mm. truths into your own heart personally. That's why we encourage you
0: so much. And you know, Proverbs is just rich, full, rich <laughs> mm-hmm. on what it means to be a good wife, what it means to be a good husband, a good kid. One of the things that I read the other day that really touched my heart is, um, in Proverbs eleven seventeen, it says, "A merciful man does himself good, but the cruel man does harm to himself." Mm-hmm. We can't hurt other people Mm. without hurting ourselves. You know, I just want to encourage you. You may be upset about something, something someone's done to you, um, and maybe they were cruel, and you want to lash out. You want to get revenge. Or maybe you just have some angry feelings in your heart towards someone. Please get on the phone. We want to pray for you that God would help you not to be cruel, because ultimately that hurts yourself, and we'll be right back now.
3: Solomon and his wisdom gave us the master keys to success, wealth and happiness. In his book, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived by best-selling author Stephen Scott, you will find illustrations of each of Solomon's insights and strategies with anecdotes about his personal successes and failures, as well as those of other famous people from history, the inspiring and instructive book weaves the timeless truths of scripture into a detailed roadmap for successful living today. Yours for a gift of $30 or more, Along with this great book, we want to send you Maryland's Get Wisdom Journal. More than a journal, Get Wisdom is an interactive daily devotional. Each day begins with a scripture to meditate on, along with a question to journal about. At the conclusion of each day, there are several scriptures for you to speak over your life, which is vital, so you can speak the wisdom of God over every area of your life. And to further impact God's wisdom into your life, we will send you our Wisdom from Proverbs scripture card. Call or click to receive this very special offer for your gift of $30 or more.
0: We're so happy to have with us Stephen Scott today. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, Marilyn. We're talking about Proverbs yes. and such an essential book. <laughs> a totally essential book in our family. Oh, it is Big key. time. Big time. It
1: is a real key book because
0: wisdom is the principal thing. And Jesus has made it us wisdom. And the great thing, Stephen Scott, is you have this amazing book called The Richest Man Who Ever Lived. Mm-hmm. This book reached number two, number one. This one
2: was number three.
0: On New York Times bestseller?
2: On uh, Amazon, Wall Street Journal, um, the business books. But Amazon, it was number three, all titles, fiction and nonfiction,
0: And totally very practical. Yes. Because what you do is you look through Proverbs and you apply the Proverbs. And there's not some ethereal kind of theoretical out there. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. But you really put feet to it and you tell us This is what Solomon's saying, and this is how it relates in your life. Like hope.
2: Like hope. Uh, He says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire accomplished, it's a tree of life. So he says when we defer one another's hopes, their heart, the core of who they are, uh, gets sick. And when they get sick, we see a cycle, and the cycle is down. It's a terrible cycle. First you lose your energy, then you lose your creativity, then you lose your productivity, your motivation, your commitment, um, your trust, and finally your commitment. So every relationship that goes south starts when one of the spouses defers one another's hope. And so we, we talk about what hope really is. Solomon, if you took everything he said, it's not a wish. Hope is the well-founded, confident belief that that which is promised, pursued, or committed will be accomplished within a specific amount of time and we were talking during the break, a woman goes into a marriage with four great needs, even if she can't articulate them, and a man comes into a marriage with three great needs, both expecting that the other person is going to finally meet those needs. Well, what happens is those hopes get deferred, usually within six months of the ceremony, and the marriage starts to go south. Well, we can turn that marriage around with the second half of the proverb, Desire accomplishes a tree of life. So one of the things we do in chapter 4 is we mm-hmm. get into those four great needs of a woman. Yes. And three, and every man needs to know that. Ladies, if your husband doesn't know that, then you've got to share him the, book. the book. Now the good, need, good news is, <laughs> right. give him the book because the title is, uh, Richest Man Who Ever Lived, King Solomon's Secrets to Success, Wealth and Happiness. And he's probably interested in the success side, okay, because most men are. And uh, and he'll just come on to number four, and whoa, it'll blow him <laughs> away. So so this kind of you can just get it to him. And this book has been used by men's Bible studies all over the world. It's in I think 17 languages now. But um, the the number one, for example, the number one need of a man isn't his sexual need. Number one need of a man is to feel admired and respected. Mm-hmm. And very quickly after the ceremony, usually within even a couple weeks, the wife has looks and reactions and words that show just the opposite. And pretty soon they make us feel pretty low, like we're maybe even stupid, okay? Mm -hmm. How many times do I have to tell you that? I mean, that right there says, well, I guess you're really dumb because you haven't learned it the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh time, see? And so they start to peck away at that number one need, second need of a man is to feel loved and desired. So we get into what that really means. Third need is regular physical intimacy. And like it or not, because that's not one of the four great needs of a woman, like it or not, that's what a man needs. And if the first two are met, the third one isn't. he's not as desperate for. If the first two aren't met, the other one becomes the medication. And then he seeks whatever fulfillment he can for that one, and it can wreck his life. Four great needs of a woman. Number one, security. Not financial, but the ability to feel safe. I can say how I really feel. I can be how I really am. And he's still going to love me. He's not going to criticize me, ridicule me, uh, set me aside that he values me. That makes me feel safe. Number two great need of a woman is communication, connection, meaningful communication. So we get into what does that mean? Third one is romance. A woman needs romance. And men usually stop being romantic shortly after the wedding. That part of our brain dies. But there are things we can do to bring it back to life. We we have a redeemer, thankfully, who rose from the dead. He can bring that part of our brain back. And the last need of a woman is non-sexual touch. She wants to be able to have her hand held, her back rubbed, or just, she wants hugs without it having to necessarily lead to the bedroom. And, uh, and when a man starts to meet those, I, I shared those with one of uh, <clears throat> Mitt Romney's sons a while back, and there was another real successful attorney on the other side of the table, and they're taking notes. And each one, they go, strike one, or well, maybe number, <laughs> strike two. Then we get down to the fourth one, and which is non-sexual touch, and and Mitt's son was in his early 30s, and he goes, "That's impossible."
1: <laughs> oh, wow. oh, no, Are it's possible. Are you listening to all wow. of this? You say, "Man, I need that book," but that's not all that's in here. Winning and resolving every conflict. Ugh. You know, conflicts are challenging, but the wisdom of God, Amen. and you have a whole chapter on that.
2: Yeah. No, conflict is normal. Most people are surprised by conflict, just like adver- uh, adversity. And so we have a chapter on adversity. adversity. But both conflict and adversity are normal. They can be destructive, but Gary Smalley teaches <coughs> conflict is the key to the deepest levels of intimacy.
0: Exactly.
2: When you do it right. So we show the wisdom of Proverbs and how to engage in conflict in a way that's, that builds you up instead of tears you down and takes you to that level of intimacy that that everybody wants to have in their life. Sure.
1: You know what, (coughs) if you don't get this book I almost feel sorry for you. You need the book and you know a lot of people who need it. And when you look at all of the topics in here, you know, look at this one, Solomon's Foundation for Success. No question, he's a success. But what is the foundation of that? And it will work for you the same way. But you need the book. Get five or six, ten or twelve, a hundred, because of what it will
0: do in your life. Amen. Oh, Sarah, this is one of the best things I've ever heard. And you know, I would suggest as well, because we, uh, you know, chicks, we like Bible Bible groups, we like books, Uh book clubs, all that. Uh I would say use this in your book club, Uh because I think it's it's wired up perfect for conversation, for interaction, for dialogue. And at the end of each chapter, I think you have this knowledge to wisdom. Right. And, and really talks about some-
2: Specific steps yep. to apply what you learned. Yep. And uh, it's, you know, we applied these strategies or, or these approaches from Proverbs. Uh, I had a son that really, he his first track meet, national track meet, he took third in the nation uh, in high jump. And he said, Dad, I want to win the gold medal. Well, next year he took fifth. Next year he took fourth. The next year he took 20th. So we're not going in the right direction. So then I thought, aha. Let's apply the strategies from Proverbs that worked for me in business to his athleticism. And in a single year, he went to number one in the nation. He won the Uh national championship at the Junior Olympics as a 16-year-old. And he ended up getting a track scholarship and all of that because we applied Proverbs. We did it for one of my sons who loves music. And <clears throat> he did what two music teachers said was impossible. As a child, he performed Rhapsody in Blue, and he did it from memory, 31 pages in his mind, got a standing ovation from 600 people that were, most of them were teary-eyed. He did it so beautifully. And um, and once again, it's applying the principles the from principles. Proverbs.
0: Totally great. Hop on the phone, get on the website. You absolutely have to have the richest man who ever lived based on the principles, based on the truths, the realities that Proverbs speaks to us about. Mom, I've seen you been living this stuff for close to 40 years. True. Because I know that was not quite 40 years ago when you were trying to make me <laughs> memorize it. Well, I heard
2: you memorize the book of Proverbs, and that yes. blew me away. I've never heard that. Ruth Graham, Billy's daughter, said she had, she, Dad taught him to read Proverbs every single day, and to this day she still reads a chapter every day. Yeah. But when she got the book, it, it let her look at him in a way, because we show you how to deal with a proverb. There certain things you should do with any proverb, And how to really turn the wisdom into specific steps of action that can bring about the promised result.
1: Nice. Call in, get the book, get on the website. Thank you so well, much well, for being you. with Sarah me. Thank you. Thanks lots and lots and lots. And we love you. We know the Father loves you. We know when you have Jesus in your heart, you're absolutely His beloved. And He wants His beloved to succeed. So He gives us the wisdom to do it. God bless you. Have a wisdom day.
3: Solomon and his wisdom gave us the master keys to success, wealth, and happiness. In his book, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived by best-selling author Stephen Scott, you will find illustrations of each of Solomon's insights and strategies with anecdotes about his personal successes and failures, as well as those of other famous people from history. The inspiring and instructive book weaves the timeless truths of scripture into a detailed roadmap for successful living today. Yours for a gift of $30 or more, Along with this great book, we want to send you Maryland's Get Wisdom Journal more than a journal, Get Wisdom is an interactive daily devotional. Each day begins with a scripture to meditate on, along with a question to journal about. At the conclusion of each day, there are several scriptures for you to speak over your life, which is vital, so you can speak the wisdom of God over every area of your life. And to further impact God's wisdom into your life, we will send you our Wisdom from Proverbs scripture card. Call or click to receive this very special offer for your gift of $30 or more.
4: Do you need God's supernatural favor? Now available, Marilyn's new book, Wide Open Doors, Heavenly Favor for Opportunity, Influence, and Success. Walk with Marilyn as she takes you through the pages of Scripture and into the lives of Ruth, Naaman, Esther, Abigail, and David, sharing how God has revealed the success of those who live under His favor. Through their lives, you will discover how favor can change your circumstances, your health, your family, and even your nation. Marilyn also shares her own stories of supernatural favor and how you can apply the principles she has learned throughout her 50 years of ministry. You will also gain practical insight on how to take hold of heaven's favor and let it guide you into unusual places of opportunity, influence, and success. Heavenly Favor is ready and waiting for you. Get your copy today.
1: The Bible says healing is the bread of the children. So today, I want you to eat some bread, bread of healing. Where do you need healing in your body? Let's believe God for that because it really is our bread. It was purchased in the atonement. So we need to claim what the Bible says we can have. So I'm going to ask you to put your hand on any area of your body that you need healing. I, need, I love to pray for the sick. So put your hand, it's on your, you say, I have 10 things. Put your hand on top of your head. We'll just believe for everything. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I send the Word into this body that heals it, delivers it from every destruction And in Jesus' name, I speak wholeness. Amen. Now, I believe you've received, but you need to act in faith. Don't look for your sickness. Look for your miracle. And stand in faith for it. This is very important. Now, this is the way I stand. I not only stand for healing, but health. Because when I look at Jehovah Rapha, it has to do with health. And Moses received the revelation of that name and he lived to 120. His eye didn't get dim. His natural force was not abated. Why? Because he knew that there was healing and health for him and he lived in it. So why don't you just call in right now and say, hey, I am believing for healing in my body. Name the place. Don't take a long time. And say, I am believing for health. And maybe you have a loved one on your heart who needs healing or who needs health. Then give us those names and we're going to pray. And just say, Marilyn told me to call in today for healing and health. And we're going to stand in faith and see great miracles.